0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Becoming Fully Human podcast. Today is a solo episode. It's been a minute and the topic is probably a love or hate. It's going to be pretty random for some and super interesting for others. The topic is mattresses. Now, I recorded a podcast a couple episodes ago with the founder from Home of Wool, which is an organic all-natural wool mattress company. They use wool, make a lot of different products. You can go listen to that if you're interested, but I realized I never really gave context to the episode, and a couple things that came up in the episode actually made me realize I should probably backtrack a little bit and talk about mattresses in general. What I realized while recording the podcast is that Home of Wool is incredible in terms of the quality of their products and the um, the materials that they use and really that is where they shine and although they offer a very thin firm mattress that isn't exactly her area of expertise so yeah I thought I would rewind a little bit and talk about mattresses because we spend a third of our life (laughs) sleeping I like it's, that's not news to many people, but it's still really worth sitting with for a second because that's a lot of time. We spend a lot of time on our mattresses. And so I thought I would touch on some of the key points that um, my partner and I are actually factoring in since we're, we've moved in together and we're looking for um, a bed to invest in. And I say invest in because the bed we're looking at is rather expensive. When it comes to ticking all the boxes, usually you're going to have to compromise something, and one of the things to factor in um, is definitely cost, and so I'll go over all the things that we're considering and give a few options for, I guess, every budget. We've just, well, I'll get to it eventually, but we just got a little foamy mattress, um, kind of interim, until we invest in a proper 100% hundred percent wool sleeping pad really it's more of a sleeping pad than a mattress um, but we needed to ditch the mattress that he was sleeping on and so yeah, I'll get to the what we're sleeping on now at some point um, in this episode but yeah we're gonna touch on things like firmness, hide off the ground, toxicity, the cost, um, and yeah, other things like how long you're going to be at your location. Because if you're going to invest in an expensive mattress, which I absolutely think is worth doing, you have to make sure that you're going to be able to use that mattress for quite a while. So um, yeah, I'll I'll link in the show notes to the things that I mentioned. And same goes for that home of wool episode if you want a discount on any home of wool product you can use the code fully human for a discount off anything on their website so yeah I'm I'll start with firmness so really the firmer the better when it comes to mattresses a lot of I mean I know myself I'll speak for myself growing up there was this association between soft like plushy you know melt even the memory foam kind of thing where you can just melt into it that there's this association for many of us with that and comfort but when we examine what really leads to comfort in terms of living in our body it's typically the opposite of being always comfortable in our environments so we see that with footwear we've gotten so used to over generations of walking in essentially i mean in many ways foot prisons because of how narrow that shoes have become like so narrow to the point of our feet are shaped like shoes not the other way around Um, but when it comes to the cushioning and the comfort of them we've lost the natural strength in our feet that is developed by being barefoot or being in barefoot type shoes so We get caught in this trap of needing more comfort, more cushion, more support, instead of developing a natural comfort that comes from the strength of a strong, mobile, you know, flexible, but fundamentally independent foot that doesn't need an arch support from an orthotic or just a shoe. And so, yeah, the more we introduce these things that are perceived as comfortable the weaker and softer we become in our bodies and then this vessel that's meant to carry us through the world with strength mobility we just lose all these things and so when it comes to a mattress if you're just laying on it you know you're at a mattress store and you lay on a bed and it might feel comfortable to the touch but when it comes to actually spending a third of your life on it a firmer mattress is going to provide you with a kind of resistance that your body needs It actually needs to get feedback to um, relax to work out the kinks like we think of a foam roller for example you know you you have to wake up in the morning after sleeping on a soft ass mattress and foam roll in when you could actually be in a way foam rolling all night and there isn't an adaptation period to these things you can't just wear a barefoot shoe after you've been wearing your orthotics for 20 years and you can't necessarily go to living a lifestyle furniture free if you're used to always being propped up in very, you know, high um and soft things like if you're used to sitting on a couch going from a normal couch to floor sitting is difficult but over time you adapt and then these this lifestyle really of of moving of living a dynamic life where you're going up and down like our we have no furniture in our house I mean the closest thing we have to furniture is a futon a really firm futon um, couch thing that's on the ground Uh, we eat and work at coffee table level we have a standing desk as well but this removing of the things that are all kind of at a level where you don't really have to do much You, you can sit on the chair from standing I mean we'll get to the bed height in the next point but getting uncomfortable in the short term getting comfortable at being uncomfortable is what keeps us mobile and strong into old age and well katie bowman is really the queen of this she's a biomechanist who and I, i mean she's an incredible poet and the way she conveys information is really quite beautiful i find but she calls them pressure deforming movements and it's it's working out those you know muscular kinks while you do things you're going to do anyways instead of having to find isolated periods to correct the choices you've made you know that you could have made differently and so yeah sleeping and it it takes time like I said like the getting used to sleeping without a pillow and getting used to sleeping on a firmer sleeping pad instead of like a coily mattress um it takes time but you get used to it and you move more. You definitely move more as you're getting used to it and you're stretching when you, you know, when you're sitting at a a, um, a floor level coffee table like I currently am recording this, you move more because when you're sitting up in a chair at a table, everything is so static and you're kind of put in this perfect little position that you don't need to move at all in and then you remove all of that and definitely it's more dynamic you're you're sitting you know on a little meditation cushion and then on your knees and maybe you have your your left foot tucked and then your right foot tu- it's like it's a it's a it's a much more dynamic practice as well as sleep like you'll find yourself putting yourself in different positions and stretching out and rolling and moving but after a couple nights on a firmer mattress you get used to it and yeah, there's something too about like the coil. This is something Rosika spoke about with me in the Home of Will podcast where there is a pressure, like a resistance coming from a coil that is pressing up against your body and just th- like throughout the whole night. And think really for a second how unnatural that is and how crazy it is to spend a third of our life in this like deeply ancestral body that is not used to having even if it's ever so subtle like our cells are so sensitive and to be sleeping on this platform that is coiled aka like it bounces every so slightly and moves it, and I'm <laughs> I'm moving right now you can't see me but like you know just ever so slightly think of how unrelaxing that is how like destructive that is for a nervous system that just wants peace like just wants dead weight something happens we we um we spent a bit of time laying i think we even spent a night on our futon just to see what it was like in terms of like uh a uh, height of how thick we wanted a mattress cuz we're going to be at some point investing in a wool one and there you know they range from one inch to seven inches some people up to 15 inches but yeah so we slept on the futon and it's just a different experience because it's like dense and when you lay on it you're actually held like y- your body is held by not only the platform like not only the the sleeping pad but then the floor which is dense and then the earth which is dense there's this like it's a different experience than sleeping on something that has coil energy like bouncing back at you and yeah so firmness is important currently so my partner's bed he moved to austin not that long ago and i moved here now about three months ago actually but um he was sleeping on a mattress that was just his old house and it was about seven inches and it was coiled and we just needed to get rid of it like when little by little there's so much to do when you move into a new place but we both knew it was a priority and so although at some point the plan is to invest into a hundred percent wool organic wool sleeping pad we're thinking about three inches um we knew we needed to get rid of that mattress ASAP like it was just becoming the biggest weight for both of us and so what we did in term until we get the wool mattress is we just got a little three and a half inch foamy there it's like um the egg crate you know those egg crates when you buy eggs and the bottom bit has is holding all the eggs it's that shape and it's three and a half inches so it's it's super firm the first i actually had this mattress for over a year when i was living in byron and i i slept great on it it's also a sleeping pad my friends actually are the ones who first discovered it um it depends it's from ikea and it depends where you are in the world there's different it's called different things in different um, countries here uh the one we got which was closest to the one i had is called the mini sund i think am i and then e s u n d yeah that's it and so you're supposed to sleep on the part of the, like the egg crate egg um, carton thing that where the pieces are coming up and like kind of poking into your back so you kind of sink into them it forms to you when we did that the first night and it felt way too soft so we flipped the mattress and we just sleep on the completely flat side um and There's definitely downsides to it, which we'll get to a little bit later, which include toxicity. But yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, moving on to point number two is the bed height. So how high your bed is from the ground is so important. This is actually a really simple swap to make. Um, Whether you're sleeping on a mattress that is 15 inches or something that is firmer, you can ditch your bed frame tonight. The caveat being, of course, if you live in a place that is very humid and prone to mold, you might need some elevation off the ground so that there's air circulation under your mattress. Um, But it definitely doesn't have to be, you know, super high up like most conventional bed frames are. Why does this matter? Well, when you think of waking up in the morning and standing up off your bed, if your mattress is on a bed frame, a conventional bed frame, You roll out of bed and essentially you go to standing without much movement. Um, When your mattress is on the ground or very low to the ground, you're basically having to stand up off the ground and get down to the ground at least once a day, but realistically probably a couple times a day. Anytime you want to sit on your bed, anytime you make your bed, when you're taking the sheets off, there's so much more dynamic movement involved. Um, and this goes even further if you live in a furniture, furniture-free furniture house. And yeah, by furniture-free, like I mentioned, we still have tables, there's a futon, but everything is really low to the ground, and it invites more dynamic movement into your life, and it really adds up. So Katie Bowman is one of the queens of this... Um, yeah this framework she has preached a furniture free home for as long as i can remember she's the person who introduced me to this and we joke like we have um blue blocker glasses and dental floss like kind of up on a little shelf high up on the wall and so when we're sitting at our coffee table and after dinner we either want to get our blue blockers or the floss we like we say we're getting katie bowman like we're having to stand up and then get back down to the ground this is squatting this is getting into all the joints and working your muscles and it's it's keeping you basically it's the if you don't use it you lose it mentality into old age we want to be moving as dynamic and be as mobile as possible as strong as possible and these small movements they add up they really add up and yeah it's not only what you are doing it's what you're not doing as well what you're not doing is staying really static and comfortable, you know, with massive air quotes in terms of only having micro movements throughout the day. In general, we spend way too much time inside, but if we're going to spend time inside and enjoy the fruits of modernity, you know, in terms of having access to so many things that make life easier, it's about trying to weave in a bit of natural discomfort and natural movement that yeah will keep us limber and mobile into old age so having your bed as low as possible to the ground is life-changing this is free advice sell your bed frame if you need you can use pellets or really like get a little small um, platform if you need airflow under your mattress but this is one thing you can do today that is really really life-changing um Point number three is toxicity, so foams, latexes, essentially any synthetic mattress is going to off-gas VOCs. Volatile organic compounds are airborne toxins, yes you can smell them to start off, but the toxicity of VOCs lives much longer than either you getting used to the smell or the smell even going away. Organic materials can be problematic too, I mean, it's really a scale, so when you look in the realm of organic materials, which could be sheepskin rugs, it could be um, cotton, it can be just basically anything that's more natural, they can also be treated with chemicals. So when you think of a sheepskin rug, for example, that are, you know, white and fluffy and super soft, that is not what a sheep looks like, so there has been a process from the time that this natural material was harvested or grown and the time to like to the point where it makes it into your home and so understanding and making choices about the toxicity of what you're bringing into your home it makes a huge difference the mattress that we have decided to sleep on for now when we bought it holy crap it was stinky it's the same mattress that i had for a year in byron but when I was living in Byron Bay, all the like I had slats across the windows in my studio, on basically ev- every side of my of my house, and the airflow was insane. So, not to say that it wasn't off-gassing, it absolutely was, but I had enormous amounts of airflow. Here in Austin, in the winter, we've had to do our best, which involves keeping our bedroom door closed, taking all the sheets off <laughs> every day and letting the mattress air out throughout the day on sunny days when it's not raining we put it outside we did that for the first week probably um put the massage table outside and put the mattress like the foamy part we took the cover off and put the foamy part in the sun and it's not perfect um definitely for the first little while we could smell it and it was kind of like yeah it, it was gross and for two people that really value our health it's Um, I think it's probably extra difficult. I mean the mental stress of knowing (laughs) that it's not good for you plus the reality that VOCs are toxic. Not a great combo. Um, But yeah, these synthetic materials that have flame retardants and all that jazz, they are not ideal, but it's a cost-benefit. It's a choice you have to make um, sleeping on a secondhand mattress or a mattress that's super old that's off-gassed won't have the VOCs but it'll be at the cost of the firmness and so yeah we made the decision to buy this very cheap little firm sleeping pad while we figure out what we're gonna do next and yeah there's a, there's a lot of things to factor in we're not a hundred percent sure if we're gonna do the wool or sheepskin um, I know I've been investigating and doing some recon. I have read that Katie Bowman and her partner have ditched the wool mattress in the name of just a sheepskin, um, due to the mold in where they live in the Pacific Northwest. So Austin is a lot less moldy, but we don't envision ourselves living here forever. That's another factor which we can talk about. Point number four right now is how long you're going to be in your location and if you plan on moving or you live nomadically is how realistic will it be to bring your mattress with you so um yeah we're relatively new to austin and although we do plan on spending a little bit of time here our long-term vision is not establishing um yeah not having roots in austin for the decade to come and so figuring out where we're going to live next and if you know if it's a plane ride away how realistic it is to bring a mattress is something worth factoring in which is why for now we've decided to get this um, Ikea firm little foamy while we decide kind of what's next and then the last point is price um yeah this is this is a big thing to consider so on one end of the spectrum We spend a third of our lives sleeping on these things. So it's one of the things I think is most important to invest in. And on the other hand, you know, spending $3,000 US on a mattress can be a little bit daunting when you can buy a $100, even less surely, mattress, you know, from from a mattress store or getting it second hand. The second hand piece is actually interesting in terms of things like toxicity and off gassing. I think getting a mattress second hand, if it's gonna be um, on the more toxic side is a great idea. Getting them secondhand means you're not getting off gassing or at least as much. I've heard mattresses is like about three years that they off gas, which is kind of crazy. Um, But yeah, I mean actually people sell more natural sleeping pads as well for you can get them secondhand as well on these secondhand um, websites or on facebook marketplace there yeah there's so many options but when you're going to be investing in a more expensive um, all-natural sleeping pad i mean even the sheepskins they're running up you're gonna if you're looking for like a two-person sheepskin to sleep on you're looking at hundreds of dollars the the home of wool sleeping pad that we're looking at is about 2,500 US for full like you know top to bottom organic wool. Um, yeah, so price is a factor. Um, bonus thing to consider, I guess I'll mention since we're talking about mattresses and beds is to earth your bed. I think I'll have to save this for another time because it's quite a big conversation. I actually have a friend who is a bit of a master on the topic of earthing the bed and it's not as simple, unfortunately, as these earthing bed kits that people um, sell online where you kind of plug it in to a socket and use a special kind of sheet. There really is much more to it than that, but yeah, we'll save that for another time. Um, But yeah, earthing your bed is ideal and okay so i'll just yeah I'll, I'll wrap it up with a couple options so on the cheaper side which is definitely at the cost of toxicity um if you're buying it new is the uh, egg carton foamy which is the mini sund um i think you can get these kind of foamy they're they're considered mattress toppers i believe often people put them on top of the mattress as like a bit of added comfort but yeah can just use it as the mattress itself and yeah ours is about three inches um futon mattresses ideally you're getting it secondhand so it's already off gassed usually the size of that like my partner and I are both very tall so the issue we ha- we had with the futon is just that it wasn't long enough for us um to lay on comfortably the the next option is firmness but this is definitely at the cost of price so a lot of this firm bed talk is it's commonplace in Japan like these traditional Japanese beds they come they're called like shiki button or something like that there's a Japanese word for it and it comes on a tatami mat and this is like a setup that people just have in their Japanese homes. They're very firm and they're very expensive. They usually come from Japan. Um, As far as I know, they're typically not um, made from organic materials. Sometimes they are, you can surely investigate. And yeah, on the more natural side of things, there's, I mean, these are all things we've considered. You could DIY with blankets Although natural material blankets are not cheap. We actually have a Home of Wool wool blanket for our bed. It was a couple hundred bucks. And if you wanted to make a sleeping pad out of it, you would probably need four. I'm guessing four or five, depending how badass you are. And yeah, you could, I mean, you could do that with cotton. You could do that with cotton sheets. You could do that with any natural material, essentially. But yeah, it adds up financially as well. And there's the Home of Wool mattress, which goes as thin as you want. They're custom made mattresses. You can combine any of their natural materials. They do linen covers, cotton covers, they do wool covers, and the mattress itself is made from untreated wool. Again, fully human. If you're gonna do that, you'll get yourself a discount. And There's another company, actually, an American-made company called Holy Lamb Organics. They also make sleeping pads um, that look pretty great, actually. And, yeah, also sheepskin. So those sheepskin blankets that are often sold to, like, line a, a baby's crib, you can get really big ones, and apparently they're great to sleep on. So, yeah, let me know what you sleep on. I'd love to hear what you sleep on. Um, what your current sleep setup is, what you're considering, what works for you and doesn't. Um, definitely super interested in this topic at the moment. It is a big investment, but it's an important one. And I think although the topic of mattress may sound lame, it's it's vital. It's so vital. Sleep quality, we all know, is important when it comes to vibrant health. And the decision to invest and be really mindful around what you sleep on what you lay your body on your dreaming pad this place is what we launch into dream world from it makes all the difference so yeah i'd love to know what you're sleeping on and i hope you enjoyed sweet dreams (laughs) bye for now